Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to I Don't Know About That, silent podcast coverage of U.S. Survivor. After what I can only say is just a fantastic season from beginning to end, we have finally, sadly, and also kind of joyously reached the end of Survivor 45, and we are here to talk about the finale episode, episode 13, titled Living the Survivor Dream. I am your host, Gia Worthy, and while I am so sad to be saying goodbye to this Survivor dream, at least for Survivor 45, my guest is someone that has also lived the Survivor dream, and I am so happy to have him on here, not just as a former Survivor contestant, but as someone that I consider a friend and a part of the Survivor universe, and I'm so happy to have him on. Uh, you may have previously seen him on uh, our version of Survivor Trivia, where I beat him from one point, but, you know, like, who remembers such frivolous Had to throw that in there. Who Had to throw that in. Who had... Who could possibly remember something so small like that? Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, let me introduce to the podcast once again, the one, the only Dwight Moore. 
excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me and reminding me of my loss in trivia, which it's, yeah, so- it's fine. I'll get my revenge at some point. Don't don't worry. We'll don't get, worry about that. I, I truly believe we will have a follow-up in some form, not to spoil any future plans, but I'm sure I will get my comeuppance. That just seems like something that I deserve to have happen to me at some point. But like, I totally haven't held happen. on to that. Yeah, I'm not holding on to it at all. No, totally just, you know, studying every season Survivor now just for the off chance to get revenge one day. Honestly, honestly, if you ever want to beat me, study the boot order of things because (laughs) I will never remember. There was like one time where I did a a twist challenge where like the one I'll always remember it. The one category that I absolutely flopped in was remembering who Merge Boots was of like all these random seasons. Just like, what do I look like? I'm like, I don't remember the merge boot of token jeans or something like, you know, like all of these random seasons. And it was it was just not great. I used and to I, be bad at that. And then being a merge boot myself, I'm like, oh, no, yes. I, I know all my my, my fellow fallen. It's so <laughs> difficult. Yes. Fallen merge boots. And yes. So now, yeah, you got to remember your fallen comrades. But if they asked me the merge boot exactly. of Survivor 43, would it be you or would it be who was, who was booted before you? Ellie, Ellie. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird like yeah. does mergatory or merge count. I we just we both say we're merge boots. I guess it's fine. I think yeah, I feel like either answer is correct because like yeah. it's technically earn the merge. So I feel like Ellie would be like the last pre-merge person. Ellie but was the first also, of it's still once, kind yeah. of merge. Yeah, like, but it was it's only still half kind of half. merge. So like Ellie yeah. was the first one after we came together, but I was the first one from where everyone was vulnerable. So it's a weird, like, yes. when you consider the real merge to be. We, yeah. Fans don't know. I don't think Survivor has fully figured out what they want the merge jury line to be yet. It's it's in the air. And I season. hate it. It's a new thing. I hate it. I, I have to say, Dwight, when you got voted out, I'm sure you can relate to this. I was personally very mad that you were not. I was also a bit at upset. Very, at, <laughs> I was slightly upset at the time, you know, just, just a, little, a little not happy. I was at, what? wait. No, I was at my house and I was, I may have had some drinks. So I did not remember until I did not listen to your final words until after um, <laughs> my second watch of your episode. And I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean Dwight's not on the jury? Like what? <laughs> like, I don't remember agreeing to this. And just when I thought I would never be more mad about something like that, not since Anthony Robinson in Fiji, not making jury, have I ever been so mad? Lo and behold, this year they did the half and half thing where Sifu didn't make jury and Caleb did. And I think I hated that even more. Not like, obviously, I was a fan of Sifu and Caleb. So no, like not anything to do with like the players specifically, but I hate that they like, they had the split tribal councils and only one of them made jury and one of them didn't. It was just odd. I, I hate it. That may have been the thing I liked the least about this season, but I loved almost everything else. So I'd agree. That twist was like, yeah. that night, I was like, I met Stephen, like, my guy, I feel so bad. Like, I know this is, the, like, I, yes. I just had to reach out immediately. Because I, like, having it even be that split, like, oh, it's out of your control who wins the challenge. Right. That's just, I didn't. Like I said, I love the season so much. Like I yes. could talk about the season for so long. So many positive things. That's the one thing I'm like, did they really have to do did that? Did they that? have to do that? Yes. Like, ugh, yeah. Like even yeah. do a do a pure vote then and do the split thing at ten again if you need to do a split or don't yeah. do a split at all. In my or opinion, just don't. I yeah, personally let's let's call it what it is. The survivor split tribal councils have never served. Never like been a serve in any way so i just think they should get rid of them because every time they vote people out 
on a split tribal council. It's always devastating. I feel like I get my heart broken twice in one night and it's mm-hmm. just not good. I've just re- I'm done. I'm done with the split tribal councils <laughs> personally. Right. If they have to do it for scheduling, I just say do what they did in like 41, do a double tribal for the pre-merge. Like yeah, especially, tribal council. especially with I feel like with now that we're getting the 90 minute episodes, it's not so out of place from the um what was it or yeah doing like the double tribal council makes sense where like if one like at the premiere one team wins immunity and two of them go to tribal council mm-hmm. or like i feel like 90 minutes is not so bad from an hour where you can't just air two tribal councils in one episode especially if there's two kind of uneventful tribal councils happening uh back to back here like kind of more the more predictable uh vote outs there i just think right. that like do something different besides what they've been doing with that. I'm <laughs> right, not a exactly. Fan, yes, <laughs> but I have to ask Dwight what What are your overall thoughts of Survivor 45? Like, uh, you know, thoughts on the season. Obviously, we crowned D as the winner here, mm-hmm. which I was very, very happy about. She was my prediction for winning, and I'm sure a lot of other people's prediction for winning going into the finale. And yeah. while I was very sad to see. Uh, you know, my, losing our icons, Julie and Katora, right before the finale. I was so happy to see D pull out a win as well. This was just a very likable final five to me overall. Like, I was a big oh, fan yeah. of all of them. No, like, B, I, I was on New Era Survivor, and I'd say this is, like, my favorite New Era season. Like, yes. this has been amazing to watch. I The 90 minutes gives so much more space, so much more life to the players and their stories and the interaction between players. Yeah. I think this is, like, the best story of a season is this one. Because you can actually understand what people are doing while they're doing it. There's no episode that's like, oh, why? That makes no sense. Like, you, you, you yeah. understand why the boots happen. And some, yeah. like, some New Era seasons are just, like, an episode two. It's just, like, where did this come from? And they just had to cram it in and, like, it doesn't fit in. Yeah. Um, this one did have that in my opinion, in my yeah. recollection. Uh, I love the season. I think all the the new things they did with the ninety minutes, uh, like the auction, all those things they added to it. I don't mm-hmm. think they'd be able to do the auction with the sixty minute episode, but the new twist of the auction it was really fun. Maybe they went back to sixty minutes. They could you know also scale down the twist on the auction, just make it you know the auction they used to have. But I digress. Um, but these other things they were using this ninety minutes for. Um, like I was really concerned they just throw in way too much stuff, and I think they added enough to where it still felt kind of fresh for the players, but not enough where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is bullshit, you know? Like it, it was, yeah. it was enjoyable. Yeah, there were definitely parts of this season that I did not like, and I say it every season. Like mm-hmm. I am more for like I want less twists and advantages and more camp life, just seeing players interact with one another, seeing them play out the game, um, mm-hmm. and I think that thing that they did correct here with the 90 minutes is that we really did see a lot more camp life in yes. this um in this season and more of the interactions between each players and not everything had to be a part of the game like we could hear people's like uh you know we had the segment of the girls night at the sanctuary boys night at camp and it didn't mean that we were going to get like a girls or guys alliance here just was a funny segment and I appreciated seeing the funny segments and that we weren't able to just, you know, like it was, everything wasn't game related. I agree with you about the auction. I think like that was such a nice thing for them to bring back. And I even feel like if they ever do go back to the 60 minute episodes, um, which I'm mentally preparing for to get my heart broken like that again, but not for survivor 46. Cause that's going to be, that is that those will be 90 minute episodes. Right. Um, I feel like there are even some things in there like, uh, like 
the thing about uh, Bruce ended up losing his bow because he left with the most money, even though we mm-hmm. started with the least amount of money there. Like, I feel like you can go away with that and just do pretty much everything else the same of what they did. Like, I liked the idea of them starting with different amounts of money, even though I don't think that's like necessary. I like that they did not, they had like a random number of auction items that wouldn't be revealed until the end of the episode. And I even like that there were just no advantages involved. Like, I think that sometimes people get confused on like what they want to see. And I want to see like the, the reward part of it. I don't need everything to be related back to the game or why we got like, you know, why people are waiting in the auction for the advantage. Like not everything has to be about what can advance me further in the game. Mm -hmm. And also even when they have things that are just rewards, oftentimes it's, what people do with that that ends up affecting the game anyway. Yeah. So it's like sometimes just let it happen naturally, you know, like yeah. let them, you know, all bicker over food and don't have any like say yes. over a vote and they'll maybe conflict will resolve from that alone. So also, I'm excited to see what they do going forward. Agreed. And also, like, does this mean eventually we'll get a card reward back again? Because I really want a card reward oh. back again. <laughs> Everyone it's been starts so long. It. <laughs> Everyone starts 30. throwing. No one wants to win. <laughs> It's been 30 seasons, right? I think we can get a car reward somewhere in there. I've just, I've missed it so much. They cast so many fans now. Everyone would throw that challenge. I like, know. Uh-uh, that's a curse. I don't want this. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to have it. I would throw it. I'm not trying to win that, a car. I'm trying to win a million dollars. I, yeah, it's so tempting, though. It's like, it's a car. Like, it's a whole car. It's a I whole just car. Got a car. I know. It's an entire car, like four wheels, a steering wheel. <laughs> mirrors all of it all the windows in place i i would i would be remiss to not want the car at the very least but i i do see i do see some of the concerns with it that's why they gotta you know like cast poor people i mean like i like not True. just like a prerequisite that you have to be poor to <laughs> you have to be poor tax returns yes to survivor casting <laughs> yes it was like show me what you make per year um but i do like I, I think there are some people, like, especially if you don't cast, ev- uh, like, the majority of your cast is not super fans, or not even the majority, but, like, at least, like, an even number. Like, obviously, the super fans would probably have a likely chance of, like, throwing the, throwing the car challenge, but I do think that, like, you know, if you have a couple newbies on that aren't necessarily super fans on there then uh, I feel like you definitely could get away with, like, doing right. a car challenge and having... And also, I say yeah. I throw it, but, like, let's be real. If in the heat of the moment, I probably want to win. If it was... You, you want to win something out there, you know? It depends. You yes. It. It, if, it's fun. If Especially if you know if your other teammates are th- or the other challengers are throwing the challenge. It's like, oh, but that's so... That's so difficult. That's know, so... I that's know, such a hard time to pass I up. know my ego would be like, oh, I gotta win something individual on the show. You're right. like, you, you try your hardest so much. Yes. So if you could pick... Anything to win on this season, like auction item, anything like that, what would be like your reward to pick? Like what food reward would I want on the show? Yeah, like food reward or even like, I mean, if it was like, you know, like I know people that want like the letters from home, like they wait for that immunity challenge or like a car, like really anything. But like, I personally would just want to win a food item at the auction. I feel like that would be like the best thing it just feels like such a survivor super fan moment and i'm so happy for these players that they actually got the auction here because they got to oh my god do a part of that the auction 
so happy for it. like i was part of me is jealous i was like i wanted the auction of my season god damn it you know like that's for like one year away one year from the auction mm-hmm. I, saw, I don't think i would have made it that far anyways regardless um like the main the two main things for me one letters from home like i'm so close to my family that would have meant the world to me going out there mm-hmm. and having those um but two i talked about it all the time on bestie i just want pasta fettuccine alfredo mm, like shrimp yes. fettuccine alfredo pasta i talked about that yeah. so much on bestie and i was like if they yes. have a pasta anything i'm like 200 thousand percent i'm going in on this i want it oh my and i don't think they had pasta at the merge feast which made me slightly upset they had a lot of bread i just ate the bread they did have a lot they did have a lot of bread there they They had the the merge feast is not what it used to be i feel like like i feel like it was really like a full smorgasbord of different things and uh, and obviously it had everybody at the merge which is the other part of it but you had a particularly wild yeah you had a particularly wild merge feast from what we were able to see from from uh-huh. our edit, yeah. So as that, that was, and, and that was, was that, that as entertaining? It was entertaining I and imagine. stressful. It was oh my god. I can, <laughs> that day, I that that's an episode where I'm like, I'm not sure how they put that in an hour because when I tell you that entire day thirteen was a whirlwind. Like yeah. Everyone got to try. I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm mentally drained. What's going on? I like. I don't. They told you. a good story. But I wish that had like another thirty minutes to detail what happened that whole day. That episode yes. and then my boot episode, I think both would be good with ninety minutes. I um, agree. So. I think especially now seeing what we get with thirty with the extra thirty minutes, the whole ninety minute episodes, I think that like a lot because the newer survivor especially can feel very fast paced. I think part of it is because they are doing a whole season in twenty six days as opposed to the thirty nine days, so there aren't as many. Uh, like off days where you just have a day mm-hmm. to not have a tribal council or a challenge in the 39 day format. I am not the person, not a person that's going to say that like, it's not real survivor because that's untrue. <laughs> All survivor is good survivor in my opinion, except survivor Thailand, but that's different. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> Oops. But, um, but I do think that like, you know, it, it, there's something to be said about a show that, you know, you're in a condensed time with the same amount of players and you don't get the off days that the 30, that comes with the 39 day format. And you have an abundance of twists in there, which I would mm-hmm. say not necessarily as big of an issue in like the older school formats of Survivor. It doesn't mean that it's better or worse. It's just very different. It's from, different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I've said this before, but like real Survivor, it, like the best Survivor, and like how do I say this? Survivor is played on the off days, like mm-hmm. when you have no tribal, nothing. Like people are formulating plans, people are building those relationships, and that's yeah. when like the core of the game is happening. It's not on the mm-hmm. challenge. It's not the challenge in tribal days. That's just like fast paced planning, and we have lots of those back to back. I don't think it's real like relationship building and Survivor, yeah. and you know, like actually strategizing long term. And like I've said this before, but I think. And this goes for like every new era season. If you put the new era seasons cast on a 3094 versus 26, I think almost all of them would have a much different outcome because some players yeah. thrive in that short format and some players um, thrive in like a longer like relationship building format. Yeah. And I think some some of these seasons have drastically drastically different outcomes. Yeah, on the 39 days. I definitely agree with that too, especially because like we even got some comments moments during the throughout this season through survivor 45 as well about like well the re before really incentivizes this format really incentivizes the re before to stick together because they don't know what to prepare for in the event that there are twists and obviously exactly. having four people at seven 
while you may be looking at your alliance members to see who realistically you can be, also part of you wants to take that risk because you have the numbers and the likelihood that you're going to be impacted by a twist is much more minuscule. Um, and even with moments mm -hmm. like uh, we got the clip from Katora saying, why can't you just vote someone out at final four? And uh, which I agree, why can't you just vote out somebody at final four? But also, you know, the, I, I think that it definitely speaks to like the type of games that are played. And I think that some of the really good players get kind of screwed over at the fact that they can't, vote out a player at final four yeah yeah I, and like oh go ahead oh uh no i was just thinking like you know i just don't necessarily think of like some of the boots particularly in the end game would look the same if you could also vote someone out at four like i think like 100%. that final four fire making piece is really essential to the votes that we see at final five final six in particular sometimes even like final seven or depending on when we get the double tribal, uh, it just feels like a lot to process. And I feel like the, we might get more fluid, like steady, unpredictable games from individuals if they were, had the opportunity to vote someone out right before the finale. It's like, you got to get all your big moves in before final four now. Right. It looks like you got to get your big moves in around like by final like seven, you kind of know who's going to win over who. And it's yes. keeping that order and keeping the threats ahead of you. And like final seven, the final four, it's just like we already know who's going to win of this seven, mm -hmm. get them out. Then who wins of those six, get them out. Um, what you said before about the re before and sticking together, um, it is something like you watch Big Brother as well. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think what happened with Big Brother is. They had what BB16 happened, and suddenly mm -hmm. the meta became getting in a big group, and then any unpredictability can be counteracted by having the numbers. Yeah. And Survivor now is coming to a point where, like, maybe people are so afraid of unpredictability, they're saying, let's stick to our numbers, and no matter what they throw at us, mm -hmm. we'll have the numbers to overcome it, like what you said. Yeah. And unpredictable formats where you are advertising anything can happen encourages conservative gameplay to an extent, to where mm -hmm. you just want to stick with your group and not really stretch out, because what if you, you know, stretch out trying something new, new twist comes in and screws up what you were doing? with you know older season survivor they had like one overarching twist of the season and you kind of knew that was going to happen and you your gameplay kind of evolves from there like you yeah. have casting themes or you have like edge of extinction where it's like the whole like after the merge people knew the big twist edge of extinction yeah people are playing around that the whole time um another example was like exile island redstone these things have a one big theme that one big thing is carrying the season people play around that new era yeah. seems to be like sort of like five different things in there and then play around that when we introduce them and that yeah. can be exciting to watch. And it can be exciting to play around, too. Like, I will admit, my heart was racing when I found, like, when I was with James and Sammy and Owen, we found the knowledge of power clue. Like, that was yeah. exciting. But also just, like, if that wasn't there, maybe I would have survived that day. You know, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, if, it was, if it was a normal day, could I have survived that day? Could things have gone a lot differently? So it's a balancing act as well. Because uh, it is exciting to watch sometimes when they do it right. So, yeah. I'm like, like, the new era is an experiment. I'm excited to see how it evolves in the next few years, next few cycles. I yeah, they, like 45 is the best one of New Era by far, but they take learn their lessons from 41, 42, 43, 44, those cycles. So hopefully yeah. they keep evolving from that. Yeah, in thinking about some of the choices they made in like 41, and I love Survivor 41. And I really, mm -hmm. I think of like any season could benefit from the 90 minutes. It's Survivor 41 because the editing 100%. that season was all over the place. But I really like the cast and I really like the like the storylines that we get there but it feels so odd like some of the like do or die feels like 
years ago, even though it was in 40, <laughs> 41 and 42. Like it's really only like two or three seasons ago that they did this. And right. it just feels very odd that like these are like they really tried to throw everything against the wall in 41 and 42 and then 40. But like now we get, you know, 43, they kind of toned down some of that. And we see again, 44, uh, you know, they're still tried a lot of stuff, but right. maybe not but to the extent that we saw it in the original seasons. And now it feels like we are with the 90 minutes and for sure getting to a place where it's never going to be like old school survivor. Like it's not going mm -hmm. to be like the first few seasons. I, do, I can't see them ever doing like a back to basics type of season or anything like that. I but it, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're ever going to do anything like that. So people just being like, why can't they do this? Just like, stop yeah just I can stop promise you, yeah, yeah it's not gonna happen stop it's it. never gonna happen yes exactly stop it right now like please <laughs> please grow up and um but i definitely think that there are some things to really like about these new seasons particularly obviously like the diversity initiatives that have been in place since survivor 41 100%. which i think has just been not to say that any of these cast members wouldn't have been cast had they not been in here but the i think the seasons would have looked a lot differently had we gotten had we not had those diversity initiatives in place and i think that we really start to see that play out and just like the type of gameplay that we see the players that we get um the different viewpoints and life experiences that we probably would not get in some older school seasons and i really appreciate that and i think that this has been just like a really intricate season where they had a good mix of like storytelling perspective and gameplay the big story with the gameplay piece obviously being the reba four primarily uh austin and d at the center of it as they were first and second place in this season but also just like we had some really wacky tribes on this season. Um, Lulu obviously was the big star of the pre-merge. They lost yes. four of their six members in pre-merge. And then Caleb was uh, the split tribal boot that uh, became the mayor of Ponderosa. And then Emily was chugging along by herself right up until final seven. And then Bello, who I got to admit, Dwight, I'm obsessed with Bello. I love every single member on Bello was tribe. a real messy tribe. Let's be real. I were, they, like Lulu was not messy. It was Bello. Yes. Bello, Bello was just losing a lot, which meant that we got a lot of camera time from them in the pre-merge because they were losing a lot and we had two Lulu. quits on that tribe. Yeah. Yes. Lulu. Did I say Luvu? You said you said Bello. Oh, Bello, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Lulu was losing a lot. They had the two quits in there. They were messy, but they weren't. I feel like if they hadn't lost, this would actually be a tribe that could potentially work together moving yeah. forward. Like if they had hit the merge phase together. Bella was Bella was blessed by the fact that they did not go to tribal council at all, except for the they only lost one of their members going into merge, losing Brando. And Everything else after that was just chaos on chaos on chaos. They did not work together. They did not seem interested in working together. It was like often suggested they could work together and just quickly disproven for several reasons. I don't want to put the fingers on any one person, but this was just a tribe that could not get it together and work together. And you know what? I'm obsessed with them for it. I absolutely love them. Uh, I, so entertaining. I, they were so entertaining and it almost like it sucked to see them keep getting voted out but it was so funny at the same time not because i'm 
I think it's funny that people get voted out. I think it's funny that they just would never work together. And we could just see that just sometimes people are not compatible allies. They are not able to work together. And it's just really funny to see it happen on a tribe like this. I think like Bello was underreported one of the highlights of entertainment this season. Oh, yeah. And that means when people can get along, casting's doing their job right. You know, they had a tribe of people mm-hmm. who were dysfunctional. If they went to tribal pre-merge, that would have been hilariously entertaining. Like, I, that yeah. would have been so good if they went, like, as a, as a, as a six went together. But, yeah, that's just showing yeah. you know casting's doing a good job with these new era seasons, even though the internet complains, like, the new era casting, blah, blah, blah. No, no, the casting is amazing in new era, I will say. Like, these people yeah. haven't gotten to know them. They're all great. I love, I love this cast with my yeah. whole heart. I said they so many This cast is amazing. are incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, do you want to talk about Final Five? Because a lot I would love happens. To talk about Final and, Five. Yes. We, yeah. <laughs> we were talking yeah. about random okay. not, not even the finale. We'll get to the finale, guys. I know, <laughs> but like there was a finale. There was a finale. We watched it. There was, I mean, I watched it. The season it. did end. Do I did you? Yes, the season <laughs> did end. Um, but as all new era, era, like seasons end with the Final Five, they go to a new beach. Um, Dwight, why do they do this? Why do they go to a new beach after Final Five? Do you know? So, uh, I'm speculating here. I don't know anything. I don't know for sure. Um, but my speculation is it's 41. They did it just to clean the beaches for 42. Like, COVID protocols, they had to get them off the beach they were at, move to a completely new beach, and then clean them up from 41 to 42. And I think from there, they're just like, we got to make this look like an actual, like, continuity. I think it's just from there they made this thing. But 41 is that necessity. And from then on, it's like a, let's just make this a twist. Why not? Yeah. Like, you know, necessity is a mother invention sometimes. And then thing in this yeah. case, Survivor really just said, you know what? This is kind of cool and nice and a new twist we can add to the game. Which, honestly, I don't mind it. Granted, I, you know, wasn't in Final Five. So maybe Final Five people would be like, this is disorienting. It sucks. I think it's great. I think it's funny. Um, so, yeah, I think, what, was it my season that they didn't find the rice? Or was it a different season? Yeah, some season they just, they had rice there. They didn't find it. Like, idiots. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> How are you gonna find the race? Come on, guys. Oh um, my god. But yeah, it, I think it's a good twist. Um, that just, feels you know, like of... that feels like something the Survivor 42 cast would do is not find the race. But I would believe <laughs> it if you said Survivor 43. I think it was ours because 44 brought all their stuff. And it wasn't this I, yeah. I think it was my season. Yeah, I can I'll ask them later on if it was it was all ours. right. Yes, please let us please let us know. Inquiring minds want to know. Uh, while you do, I'm going to actually text one of them and be like, "Did was it y'all that forgot the rights?" Next question. Okay. While you're doing perfect, this. perfect. Okay, so at the final five, I actually liked this iteration of the advantage at final five a lot. They find they wake up the next morning after basically just like the unanimous or almost unanimous drew vote he got blindsided for two austin was the only one that didn't know about it and like that's an important fact for later but also key theme of this tribal council austin finds out things very very last minute and we get to the next day and they have a lock combination where they have like it's um it's a number lock so you have to know mm-hmm. like the, the number combination in a specific order to figure out like what the code is and to unlock it so all around this new beach there are it was what was it coconuts uh, crabs and a third thing I um forgot. oh lord Coconut i also crabs. forgot and Wikipedia doesn't say what it was, but still, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, they gotta count three different things. Yeah, exactly. So they gotta count. Yes. So they gotta count three different things, and it has to be in the correct order with um 
you have to have the exact number and to make the correct combination and the first person to do the correct combination will unlock the advantage, which will help them at the final five immunity challenge. Um, I love this because I like, like, uh, our winner of this advantage. I am not a runner. I'm not a runner as he would say. And, um, but he would be, but he does take his time. Jake, that is, uh, he takes his time with this (laughs) while everybody is running around counting everything quickly or, but like slowly, I should say, like taking his time, time. make sure he's getting it right. Make sure he's getting it right while other people are just trying to get there the fastest. And then he remembers the numbers of each thing by remembering the survivor winners of Mm -hmm. those seasons. I don't know if this was necessarily necessary, but I think it's a nice flex that you remember the winners of of these different seasons. And also you are able to like do flashbacks to those winners, which is always really fun. And we did um, – so num- one of the numbers was 18, which is the season that JT won. Second number was 43, where the winner of your season, Mike Gabler, was. Gabler. And then the fi- – and I remember Gabler was the coconuts because he said, you know, he's yeah. a little nuts. He's a little coconuts. <laughs> so that just makes sense. And then 25 was the third thing, and that was Denise. So um, he just remembered – JT, Gabler, Denise in there. And I remember Instagram posted, Survivor posted something on Instagram or maybe it was CBS where they showed JT, Gabler, and Denise's wins. So people were really analyzing what that meant because um, I believe like people were thinking it meant that because they showed JT, we might be getting a unanimous winner um, that – you know, like these were all blowout votes. These were maybe unexpected wins with like Gabler and Denise. So, you know, like there's a bunch of different speculations in there. It just happened to be something for the final five advantage, which I kind of yeah, just love. people going like these like conspiracy theory web. Yes. It's like, what does this mean? We have a perfect winner. Do we have like a yeah, unanimous winner? Like, what is this? Yes. It's just a little fun advantage. Yep. Like, nope. It's just uh, Jake remembered the winners that coincided with the with the code, and I love that. I love that. For I, Jake. I think I love how he used that to remember. Like, it, like you could just remember the numbers. No, memorize the winners. That yes. that's that's great. That's that's an amazing memory device, and just to bring that out on Survivor too. Like, you know, the editors were loving. They were eating that up. Yes. Oh yeah. Like, I think. Above all else, I think production was really happy that Jake made it as far as he did because he is such a good confessionalist and he's yes. a Survivor super fan. So he was able to tie those things together. And I think like he in particular was a very entertaining player throughout the season. I know he had a little he had a rough finale, but <laughs> I still really I still really enjoyed Jake a lot. No, it was so entertaining. Even the not amazing moments in the finale with different puzzles and challenges we'll get to that but still like i loved yes. every minute of watching him he's he's such a good person to watch and i'm so like yeah. watching his journey made me so happy you know the whole time yeah and i think that like even though obviously as a player i think it's probably different where you know you get the you had a you had a guy with the charlie brown edit in your season dwight with owen and yeah. he called himself the charlie brown of the season and I think in a perfect world, Owen probably would want a much more dominating edit as Jake did. We got to see, we saw a lot of their frustrations, I should say, mm-hmm. during yeah. their season. And which is completely understandable to me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So which is completely understandable to me, but I just personally really like zero vote finalists. I think like they are so entertaining to watch as players because they make it to the end, but something went wrong in their games 
that they weren't able to get votes, whether it's just like their games weren't appreciated enough or there was just somebody that uh, is more liked by the jury, whatever reason it is, you know, like people, people are zero vote finalists for many, many reasons. Um, It's not. And honestly, I just think like those games are usually very entertaining to watch and the stories are really good. And I think there's something very special about players that, do not give up in the face of adversity, exactly. even if it means that like they might not get votes at the yeah. end of the game. Same. Like I they like the fact that they like these in a new era, a lot of these people finalists, they're always fighting every single day to at least yes. uh, make something happen. And I, I love that so much. Even like you're getting beaten down for 25 days and you're still waking up day 26, ready to go yes. to trial, ready to pitch your case, not giving up at that tribal. That's I love that energy from like yeah. these zero vote finalists in the new era. It's so good to watch. Um, yeah, I, like, think- I love Jake's journey. Uh, this whole season he's been amazing such an amazing yeah and I I like that he's very emotive too because like it's nice to see like the fact that he's frustrated we're gonna see that he's frustrated when he's happy we're gonna see him very very happy like he is a theater kid through and through so I expect (laughs) nothing else but I think that it makes for a very good survivor player like I did not I I'm not questioning like why he was cast if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like he he has just been a star the entire time but his advantage, I, I forget what the advantage is. It was kind of weird. It was, it was a weird so advantage. The In the challenge, they had to throw three sandbags to open up, to show three numbers. His first yes. two were done. He just had to land one sandbag. Yes. So it was a good okay. advantage. Uh, I and think then, it was solid. It was, it, no, it was really good. And then, yeah. unfortunately, after he got those, comp- those numbers, he went up a ladder, forgot the key, had to come back down, and the advantage was basically yeah. gone. Yes. And then um, he, so, it was the, uh, what, it, what is it, normally called the uh, Michelle Fitzgerald Michelle Memorial Challenge? The, Michelle, the Michelle Tower. Tower. Michelle Tower. Michelle the Michelle Tower. Tower. Yes. <laughs> um, and we love her for it, obviously. Um, I'm really glad that Austin got the uh, kick in. The uh, What I would say is, like, required to win the challenge. Mandatory. I would say, yeah. yeah. If you mandatory. don't do it, like, Jeff revokes your win. Like, yeah. I th- it, that's how you finish. I genuinely think they should put that into the challenge. Is that, like, if I say... You're good. You kick the puzzle and then you win. If you don't kick it, too bad. Like I then really want to ask, win. did they discuss kicking it as a cast? Like I want to ask them now. Like, did, did, did you guys say someone I, needs to kick it when you win? I yes. I have to know this now. I kind of want to. I think it because uh, I think Austin was a Michelle a Michelle Fitzgerald fan prior to this. I think like he mentioned mm-hmm. it in it. If I because he was one of the players that I had drafted in my Inside Survivor draft, so we write a little blurb about it, and I'm pretty sure. It was Austin that had Michelle mentioned in his bio. I could be wrong, though. But I think that, like, yeah, I think that, like, you have to, at some point, have that discussion with your cast. Like, it when this challenge comes up, you kick your puzzle. That's, right. like, the mandatory part. It's Only like if you win. If you lose, you cannot kick it. Yes. Like, that's against the law. <laughs> yes. It's like, you have nothing to celebrate. Get, like, put that, put, keep your puzzle Re- up. Rebuild it right now. Yes. Put that back up. Exactly. Um, and I do feel bad for Jake here because he missed a puzzle piece, which mm-hmm. also slowed down his chances of winning. Um, I get it. I listen, I feel like in the heat of the moment, I'm not gonna be looking I am too flustered. I'm too easily flustered to remember all of my puzzle pieces. If they are not right in front of me, I am not seeing it. And even if they I, are right in front of me, I might not see it. I, I can't speak on this because I, I did this. Uh, I, I forgot a puzzle piece at 43. Remember Neck and I did the challenge with the... Oh my yeah, God, yes. Remember we, we did that. 
So yeah, I can't. I'm like, yeah, I understand, Jake. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. Granted, think, on my season, it was a whole tribe. We all forgot it, so I can't take yeah. the sole blame. I blame everyone else. You know, we were we, busy working. They should have noticed it. I want to say, fault. like, if you're on the sidelines, your one job is to make sure that everything exactly is, there. So is it is it your Neca's fault or is it everybody else's? It's fault? everyone else's fault. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's it's, what I it's agree. Jesse's, Cody's, Noel's, Justine's. It's their fault. Yeah, blame I them, agree. not me. I did nothing wrong. I, I, I was working I, the whole I kind time. I agree. Yeah, you were at work. Like, uh, I, exactly. I think. Uh, Maybe maybe your tribe should have been also working as hard as they you should have were. contributed something. Yeah. Um, also, when you share this podcast, can you like block all of them from hearing this? Like that'd be great. Like I don't want them tweeting me angrily or texting me angrily. Just you know, remove <laughs> this part. Um, but yeah, no, I, I stay by Thank what you. I said. Stand on business. Yeah, stand on business. You know what? Say it with your chest, Dwight. You know what you meant. No, I'm not gonna say that though, because like I don't want them mad at me. They're gonna text me angrily, so I'm kind of scared of them. You know, they scare me. <laughs> it's okay. We'll defend you. I think you. <laughs> I think Stan Twitter will take your side on this. You know, like the, <laughs> the, the science, the science is there. The, <laughs> the, yeah, the science is found. It, 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 yes. it's, it's, yeah, it's a foundation. <laughs> yes. The, what was, what else happened here? Oh yeah, uh, Austin won immunity. Yeah, he kicked Austin his won, puzzle. He got, he got a, a reward as well, right? He got to go to the sanctuary. Yes. He got Where to go to the happen. sanctuary. I am so done with the sanctuary. I get oh why God. they have it. <laughs> I know, hot take. But... I am kind of over the Survivor Sanctuary. It's just like it's there. It's fine. The sanctuary happened on my season. I don't think it, I don't think it's a thing on my season. It just started with forty four. I'm trying to remember. I feel I like you had rewards. We had rewards, like, but there was never the sanctuary. It was. I wonder the merge. Wait. The merge feast was on. So the merge feast for us was on the same beach as the merge. Um, like it was just okay. Did oh, they show it on the show? I can't remember. No, yeah, okay. we saw we saw the merge feast, so it was on a it was on the beach. I remember it was that. The, part. Yeah, it was quite literally. We had like it was like a longer walk down the same island. So the merge yes. beach, the merge feast was on the same beach, um, and I don't think any other rewards took us any. No, there was a final six reward where they, they won to coffee. They got coffee somewhere, but I think that was not oh. the sanctuary, right? No, you know oh, what? No. I don't. So family visit, Carla... family visit. The the letters from home was sanctuary that Noel won. That's the only time. Uh, when Noel won letters from home, it was at the sanctuary. Oh yeah, yeah, there right was a there. sanctuary. I was looking yeah. at it, so I forgot the uh, Carla and Cody won immunity for the PB and J episode, and then this was the double tribal. So, but they did it like at the. It was at. Uh, they were. It was Baca at Beach. the camp. Yeah, it was at. Yeah, it was at Baca it was camp. At, yeah, it was at Baca camp, and then the blue, the losing team went to Vessi's camp. So they were yeah. the ones that didn't get. Uh, they got nothing. Yeah. The one that, that didn't I, get. I I kind of kind of hate that, but it's also kind of funny. It's like not only do you not get PB a J, you are you also get exiled to exiled a to separate a, camp. You mean the best camp, Bessie Beach, the home of the best people ever. We love Bessie, right, Gia? We love Bessie so much. Exactly. So much. <laughs> don't ask me who. Don't ask me who I was rooting for on. Uh, <laughs> Which team I was rooting for on that season? I, I see one more Coco tweet. I'm just like, mm, what is this? Yeah. What is this, Gia? Stop rooting for them. I was really, I was really invested in Coco. But something about the blue tribes in the new era—they just, they just really served. They had, they brought that so chaotic valid. energy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, they were. You know, they went through it. They went through they, it. A bit. We all went through. It. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the uh, I was wrong. Yeah, sanctuary did happen. It was a thing. I guess 44 is when it became a repeated thing. I think yeah, because it wasn't. It it did feel like they 
we're just going there all the time. Maybe part of it is because 45, we're seeing more rewards because of the 90 minutes. So we are probably not seeing um, that's all we're not fair. seeing those options yeah but i i'm kind of open it wasn't as big of an issue before but now i think that like we're seeing it repetitive i'm kind of over the, the survivor sanctuary like let them go eat lunch on like a volcano or something i don't think or, i don't know if they have those in fiji i don't know what they, was that? Well, they, they did get a fancy reward later in the episode we'll get to that eventually but they did get something a spicier yeah. than just a visit just a but still, visit. I've just, I'm just over, I'm just over the sanctuary in general. Like, just, just let them, like, <laughs> take them somewhere new. Let them go, let them go see the town or something. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much at this point. But important things happened at the, I don't know if good things happened, but important things happened at the sanctuary because Austin picks Jake. We get the running theme of, uh, uh, boys at one location, girls at the other. Mm-hmm. And, Austin knows that Jake is in a vulnerable place right now, and he's probably going to tell him everything that he knows. And this was a correct assumption because Jake tells Austin that he has an idol. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why he did this um, at this stage. I just am very uncertain about my, why this My occurred. only thought, like this – from Jake's perspective, I'm guessing like the only rational reason is he might he might assume that between Jake and Katura they target like Katura, but he mm-hmm. wanted to ensure that his idol gives him safety. So by telling Austin, he might hope mm-hmm. it leaks and no one votes for him, which is a risky play. But like if he if he lets the idol secret loose, says I have an idol, maybe mm-hmm. he's one hoping everyone will be afraid to vote for him, and yeah. two he then played for Katura, kind of guaranteeing them both safety. So yeah. I part of me gets the idea. Especially coming from, like, from Jake, he kind of realized, like, I need to do something to win. Mm-hmm. So you might as well, like, trying to play an idol on someone else and saving them is a big resume booster in the eyes of the jury. And playing it for yourself selfishly could kind of be seen as, like, a weak move. Especially, yeah. like, if no, like, we saw in 41, actually. Xander played the idol for himself in Final Five. And was like, great play. Anyways, moving on. You know, like, yeah. if Jake does that, he could be like, <laughs> okay, that's nothing. So he wanted to do something flashy with it. Maybe that was a catalyst for that whole move. So I yeah. don't hate the idea yeah um, i feel like it makes more sense if this was a messier majority alliance here like yeah. i think that the i think the issue with this move is that it just deflected the target from jake to katora which is fine i mean like that's kind of part of what the plan was anyway with this move yeah. but then like julie chose not to believe that Jake's idol was even real. Like decided to just dismiss this idea completely. Right. And then and then the others were just like, all right, so we'll switch on to the other person. Like it didn't it didn't cause the chaos that I would have liked with the players that it needed to cause chaos with. It did not cha- cause Reba to turn on each other. Um I mean, Which, I would say it kind of did because the vote, the end, the vote at that tribal was kind of chaotic, you know. Yeah, like, the vote itself what... was chaotic, but it was more so it just caused a rift between like Katora and Jake versus maybe the people that it needed. The people to need to have a rift. Yeah, yeah th- that's fair. That's yeah. Yes, but Katora is picking up on the fact that like they need to get rid of D, and she mm-hmm. tells Jake they need to get rid of D, and Jake tells them that Jake tells Katora that she has an idol, that he has an idol, and. That he's going to play it for himself, which is, I think, where the issues come in here. 
because and you know you could stop stop me if if i'm wrong but i think that the problem was that katora assumed that because people knew that the i that jake had the idol and that he's probably going to play it for himself this means that he's going to play the idol like the idea that he's going to play on katora did not even cross her mind so in like an act of potential self-preservation she switches her vote from D, which was the goal to what was probably the more idealistic idea here, or like the more realistic um, goal, which was just get out anybody that isn't Katora. She switched her vote to Julie. So when Jake does play his idol on Katora, we have a, a vote that is negated. And then the rest of, uh, instead of the two votes for D, which was the initial plan, it's two votes for uh julie, julie that gets cast so that means uh julie goes home on a two one one zero vote here which mm-hmm. and then uh jake's plan to pull a big move is foiled here right. um what do you think about this because i've seen couture get a lot of hate for this and i think yes. that the internet just likes to hate on Katora. And they're wrong. Yeah, Finally, they like, I'm sorry. Is, they are. Yeah. With, it, they're it's, wrong. It's yeah. But I'm wondering if I think that the problem here, and maybe this, I understand, like, maybe this would have backfired on Jake more if he had done this. But I think that while Katora was, yes, very adamant about trying to get out D and switched her vote without telling anyone, I think the bigger piece of information here is that Katora did not know that Jake was going to play the idol on her. And while I can understand why Jake would do that, I don't think it serves the purpose that he wanted it to and that he wasn't able to get his big move, but they also weren't able to get out the person that was playing the big game here. And I still think even if he had told Katora about this move and they had voted out D together, Jake is going to get more credit for it then Katora, because he's the one that had the idol that made this move possible. Yeah, there's like several things with this vote that were interesting to me. One, I think Jake not telling Katura about I'm going to play the idol on you. From one perspective, yeah, like it's maybe you should tell your ally, hey, let's go into this vote. Here's the plan. I'm going to play it for you. Let's vote together. Yeah. But at the same time, there's been a history of Jake and Katura not being on the same page. Yeah. And if Jake tells Katura, hey, I'm going to play the idol on you, Katura could take that try and make a move against Jake. And that's a badass move to say, I got yeah. someone playing idol on me and then voted them out. Yes. Like that's, that could be a major move for Katura. And especially, at, I'm not sure at this point if Katura was like, I lose to everyone on Reba or maybe she has a chance. Maybe she pulls out this move. She has a chance against yeah. like Austin, Julian, or Austin, D, something. So I do partially understand Jake's reasoning because I think at this point, what Katura was more well integrated with Reba than Jake was. Mm-hmm. So... Jake could see, like, oh, Couture could use this to make a move to elevate herself at my expense. So in yeah. this way, you kind of need to trick the person you're wanting to work with in order mm-hmm. to benefit you both. So I do understand why Jake would do that. Now, Katura's vote for Julie. This one, I, I had actually, what, as the episode happened, uh, so I, was, I had to watch some of it on the plane because I was in I was flying home when this episode aired. So I was like, okay, Ooh. trying to figure out why uh, she voted for Julie. Um, and the internet is as usual wrong. They're like, why is she should have voted for D? It was a guaranteed no. Yeah. Uh, I think actually, in hindsight, Katurik made the best move with what she had available mm-hmm. because of this. So she knows for sure that what Jake is voting for D. Mm-hmm. And at this point, did she? I think she knew Austin was not going to vote for D. Austin's not going to vote for Jake because uh, the idol. So it's between her and Katura. I mean, Katura and Julie. 
-hmm. if and she's also assuming that D and Julie are going to vote together, which didn't happen, but it's a strong assumption based on how they've been throughout the game. So if D and Julie are voting together and Austin's voting with them against Katura, Katura's doomed no matter what. So it doesn't matter what she does. If D and Julie are voting together for Katura and Austin votes for Julie, um, then Katura has two options. One, vote for D, which then causes a 2-2-1 tie between uh, who? It'd be between D and Katura. Or she can vote for Julie and cause another 2-2-1 tie between uh, Julie and Katura. I think the odds are much more likely that Austin will flip uh, to vote out. Um, I, I, think, I think it's more likely that Jake will vote from voting for D to vote out Julie in a 3-2 afterwards mm -hmm. than it is for Austin to flip and then vote out D. I think in that in the tie between D and Katura, Austin will vote out Katura to save D. And that's what happens if Katura votes for D. But by voting for Julie, she's forcing Jake to change his vote to one of those two. And I think Jake, even though it would be upset, would still side with Katura and vote mm -hmm. Julie out. So in this, like in what Katura might have known at this point, I think she made the best play possible. On the screen, though, it just plays out like, oh, she had no backbone. She flipped out on the vote. I think she really analyzed that vote to this level of detail and realized my best option is voting for Julie for self-preservation alone. And mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't hate that. I think the the one flaw with this is that her assumption was Julie and D vote together, and they did not. Yes, and that was the crux of the issue. But if Julie and D vote together, I think this is like Katori gets praised for such a genius move of saving herself. Yeah. But unfortunately, they did not vote together, and then Twitter's like, "Oh my God, Katori messed up the vote to vote out D." Da, da, da. You know, yeah, it's whatever. Uh, yeah, I think um, it would have been great. I don't think that the internet as we know it, is willing to give Katora credit for anything. So I think that might be more wishful thinking on our part. But we love Katora here. We are a very yes. pro Katora podcast. Um, we love her. And um, one of the things, though, that I, – and I agree with you. I think that she – with the information she was given, she made the best chance of her persevering to the end, her self-preservation. And when your only next round is – you get to vote some, you know, you're not getting voted out. It's final for fire making. I don't think this is as terrible as a move on her part. If she had made, then if she had made it at like final seven or final six, you know, something that mm. would have, there would have been other rounds for people to take her out here. And while she yeah. did end up going here at final four, she obviously prior to that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but you don't know how well you're going to do in fire making. You might even win the challenge and not go to fire making. Um, and you might be facing off against someone that is also not great at fire making. And so it just doesn't, there are other variables playing into this. So I don't hate a move of self-preservation at final four with what final four currently is. Cause if you're exactly. going to keep making us do final four fire making, which again, I hate then like you have to deal with the fact that people are going to be looking out for their best interests at points of the game where you might want people to take more risky decisions. If there's a million dollars on the line, I am not like throwing caution to the wind with my vote just for shits and giggles, you know, like just because I think it'll be good TV and I don't expect actual survivor players to be making that call either. Right. Like I think people are playing for the money and not just for an edit for the most part, yeah. you know, so that's exactly, I, I like players who play for the win. I don't like players who play yeah. just for TV time. That that's the worst kind of survivor to watch. Yes. People just playing for the TV. I want you to see people play the game and be, yeah. and if you're entertaining while doing it even better, you know, that's, yeah. that's who, that's who should be playing the show. So I'm happy. Agreed. With, like I said, that's why I love this cast. They're playing to win. Yeah. 
Um, they, I agree. I think that like this was a cast that, you know, they made a lot of risks and some great, some not so great or like great outcomes, I should say, for the individuals right. involved. But um, it was a really entertaining season from beginning to end. And yeah, these were players that were playing to win. And that's my favorite kind of TV. So I'm you're not going to hear me complain about them do about them playing in their best interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it did lead to one of my favorite kind of arguments on Survivor, <laughs> which is the argument between Jake and Katora. And the reason this is my favorite type of argument is because it's one where I feel like everyone is kind of wrong. Like there's not one person that is significantly more right than the other. They're just like both wrong for different reasons. Like Katora, obviously, like she was the one kicking herself. She made the wrong call in voting for Julie over D. However, with the information she was given, which was not that Jake was going to be playing his idol on her, then I can understand why she would make that move. And Jake should have told her in hindsight that, you know, the that she was he was planning on playing his idol for her. And but I love it because neither of them are 100 percent right. And that's my favorite type of argument to see on Survivor (laughs) is one where nobody is correct. Everyone's in the wrong. It's just it's loud noises. And it's just pure entertainment. And we often get that with Survivor because like you're playing and when you're playing an intrinsically like selfish game like this, you're going to be doing things that are in your own benefit, not necessarily in the benefit of other players. And that's going to get some people mad. But the fact that we get arguments around that where it's like, yes, this was a selfish move, but Survivor is also a selfish game. So this is this is the type of fights we're going to have. And I think Survivor is so up for special this. in that way. Yes, right. exactly. You, uh, you, We did all – well, I didn't, but you all signed up for this. <laughs> and that, you know, this is the opportunity that comes about. And, you know, this is the type of arguments we get on Survivor, and I love it. I love the show for it because – so good. There aren't there aren't types of these aren't the type of arguments that would be had in the real world. And there really isn't anybody that's right. I think about stuff like uh, Rupert being pissed off in Pearl Islands when uh, people voted for him. Oh, yeah. Just like <laughs> I can understand you being mad, but also it's a game like, about voting kind people of, off. It's the whole mechanic of the game. Like it's yeah, like you can't be that mad that someone voted for you when the whole game is you have to vote out ideally everybody except yourself and maybe one or two other people right so yeah but it's fine it's okay it's uh it's it was it was still a little it was a funny moment in between all of the madness for me um especially because i knew what was coming up which is final four fire making and again i hate this so i was just happy to have a reprieve from it um we have our final four of austin d katora and jake which is fantastic to me because it's just like one very solid pair and two of a very dysfunctional pair by default um it would have been really interesting to see what jake would have done if he had won uh the final four immunity my guess I'd is imagine, he puts up d in austin i'd imagine yeah d in austin just go straight to fire because yeah. like so everyone kind of knew they were a duo at that point you can't yeah. really justify that um yeah, I think yeah, but fortunately we did not get that. We got D winning instead yes. after Jake dropped his bowls. He, like they were neck yes. and neck, right? Like they were very close yeah. to each other. And Jake dropped it, and then once again, as Allah Owen uh, proceeds to immediately eliminate himself from the challenge functionally by breaking the challenge. Um, yes. So the Charlie Brown. Edit it's not continues. often we see it. It's not often it's not, we see not, players get disqualified from a challenge. 
not, not at all. Honestly, like this whole like Charlie Brown edit into breaking the Final Four challenge is, needs to be studied. Like forty seven, whoever you are, like when you get cast, break the Please. challenge if you lose. Like we Please. need this content. We um, need take notes, Survivor, future Survivor forty seven contestants. We know you're listening here. We know you're in casting right now. You're probably yes. in casting. Some of y'all probably know you're going. Break Please. a challenge. Yes, break a challenge for our entertainment. Broke, break any challenge. Break Final Four fire making if you can, ideally. Like, because that's the worst one. But if not, like, can you use Tribal Council fire for Final Four fire making? I would love to know. There's no written rule against it, but I'd imagine, oh, like, it's probably, you know, not allowed. I think a player should test that theory. Like, are the production going to say no if you leave your station to go get fire? <laughs> From tribal council. Okay, but or, also, like, like, are you gonna torch? carry? Are you gonna carry the like, the, the kindling with the fire in your hands? Like for like... for a million dollars, I can get a new hand. I <laughs> I can get I can get new fingers. I think that like this is not a completely. Maybe if someone finally breaks final four fire making, we don't have to deal with it anymore. I'm just waiting for that brave soul to step up. <laughs> and Jeff yells at them the moment they stand up. He's like, "You're yes. gone. Get, get yes. your torch. Go. You're you're done." What a way! If you got disqualified in a final, carry on the tradition and get disqualified <laughs> in a final four challenge. But it's fire making. Someone got DQ in fire making. That was oh, instantly the most iconic person in the. I know. Era. Well, really, we've already had someone be disqualified in fire making, which would be oh. Thundra. But <laughs> yes, I think we should. I think we should bring that back again. I think. I, I think it's worth exploring, Queen, Queen oh. Mother. <laughs> Never forget. Oh my god, I love that. Uh, it was great, great times, great times on uh, Cook Islands. Very, uh, very interesting season overall. But mm -hmm. yes, yes, that's it. That's yeah, all I have you know, to say about that season. But um, after the challenge uh, fiasco and breaking, Os D wins. D wins this one. He wins. Yes. Spot final three. Starts crying probably because she's like, I just won the million. I like, she yeah, has to I know mean, at this point. Like, if I, won. I was D, if I was D, honestly, and that vote was a little too close for comfort for me, but I was pretty excited at D winning this challenge. I was worried that she would be going into final four fire making, and I was still really worried for Katora here too. But uh, I was happy to know that I think D has played the most dominant game of this season, so it was mm -hmm. really nice to see that. Um, you know, we might see her rewarded for her efforts with this final immunity win. I think it's it's a good challenge to have, and it's a good challenge to uh, to pull out a win. This is her third immunity win, third. I believe, after this challenge. Yep, um, I think she's also the first winner to win the final challenge in the new era, right? Because Erica got taken I've... to fire, Marianne got taken mm -hmm. to fire, Gabler won fire, and Jam was not Did Jam in fire. Jam Heidi Heidi won challenge and gave me yes okay yeah okay so, yeah yeah he's yeah. the first one to so win the she... challenge and then just you know and I love that for her very, yeah one, that's good. I think she's the only, only person to do that actually to win the challenge to... and then win win the challenge and then never mind there was one other we don't I think talk about, we don't talk about him Angelina was robbed um... oh my god wait you're so right okay never mind I forgot about that <laughs> yep. um I was thinking. I was thinking Chris Underwood for a second, which I think technically he did win, but he put himself into fire after. It was yeah. a, we don't talk about Edge of Extinction, but I was like, what did Chris <laughs> do? I completely forgot about the David versus Goliath. After final six, I'm just like, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But yes. 
You tell me Angelina loses and you want me to watch the rest of the season. <laughs> I just really Exactly. No. Teams are better. No, I will say though, because when I was originally watching David versus Goliath going into final six, I was really hyped on I really wanted a Davy win. I was like very excited about it. And the fact that we got that finale started at final six. So Davy was still in the game. Oh, and then yeah. we have the fastest elimination imaginable where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, guys, Davy's out at six. And now here's your final five. I'm like, what am guys. I to do with this? Yes. I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. I hate my life. But yes, but yes, Angelina was robbed. Thank you for bringing that back up. But yes, so uh, D wins and she does not want to give Austin credit for final in final four fine making, which I kind of agree with because I am so sick of like, Final four fine making. I, I'm just tired of it being a factor in strategic decisions. So just like I don't like final four fire making. So the less that it's involved in Survivor, the better for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, think like- I will say, though, like final four fire making is fun when the players decide to force final four fire making. I don't like yes. when it's automatically entitled, like when it's automatically going to happen. I think if like. D and Austin, I think that would be even better. Like D and Austin come together to vote for one person and Jake and Katora come together to vote another person, which is a likely thing that could happen here. I think that that would have been infinitely more entertaining than Jake versus Katora in final four fire making. Yeah, I mean, final four, like a final four vote and fire making really like you got to stick by your allies to kind of like in, in this scenario where it's let's say D wins immunity and there's no fire making. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jake and Katura stick together with Austin or do they vote for each other as act self-preservation, thinking that Austin D will pick the other? You know, like that's an actual yeah. interesting social thing there. Like, will those two stick together and guarantee a fire making challenge yeah. to good both hands? Or do they think like vote for each other and just hope for the best? Yeah. Which that's it's the thing special- I miss. Yes, especially because of the tribal council they just had. Where exactly. They broke that would have been with each other. perfect yes. this season to where they actually have to make that debate of do we vote with each other here? And, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so um, that, that would have been, been infinitely better with it. And I really wish they had done that. They did not, but that would have been such good from a storytelling perspective, which yeah. again, abolish fine. This pod, this entire podcast is just created to <laughs> This seems like the theme of the podcast today. Yeah. Like, just like, yeah, yeah fire, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> it's the theme of every episode, but it's more prevalent in the finale because that's when the challenge happens. But like Final Four fire making, why? Just why? Just terrible. Has Jeff talked about on his podcast? Like, if it's because, like, I would imagine they maybe this is me talking at my ass here, but I'd imagine they're looking into like at some point changing something because Final Four fire making came about for the whole idea of the threat of Final Three is getting voted out for all the time. Yeah. So now go for fire making. But now it's happening at final five. And so like people just do it well, or, like the meta changes. Yeah. So like, I think eventually they'll go back to like let's have a vote at four or let's make it a final two, you know, un- unspoken uh, forbidden yes, words the forbidden there. Final- so, like I feel like they could for me it's like if they changed up the ending format, but let players know around like final seven or eight what the ending format is, that's fine. Like you yeah. don't 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 jump them with a surprise final two. Like three yeah. uh, three does not need to happen again, like where she gets robbed. But Give them information close enough at the end game to where they can still adapt to it, but also where it's yeah. not like they know it from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the thing that Survivor, so Survivor South Africa does this thing that I actually really like is that they don't confirm whether it's going to be a final three or final two. So yeah. they, they decide ahead of time, but like they'll, and players will know at some point 
But like, I think one of my favorite seasons of it, they found out at final four and it was but completely by accident because they told them because like they were basically not sure. And then the host said, well, we didn't say it was going to be a final three, even though the previous season had been a final three, but they had alternated a lot between final threes and final twos in the franchise. And I wish they did that more in us survivors. It's like, I don't mind final threes every now and then. Um, I like final twos better because I think we get more interesting outcomes with final twos, but I don't hate them necessarily. I don't hate final three as an idea. I just wish it wasn't the the standard because I think we get a lot of these repetitive votes. Like this is the first season in a very long time that we have gotten a vote that was not seven one zero. Exactly. I think, I guess I'm being somewhat hypocritical saying earlier, I was like the, unpredictability causes conservative gameplay but like if you let players know don't spring it on them at the end but like give them some time like final seven or eight is a good time to let them know about like yeah. what the end game is going to be so they can plan or even maybe this is too far but like a reward challenge that gives them if they can choose information they learn what it is yeah. but maybe that's too much i don't or know even I'm, like even like at the premiere when they maroon people or something just say we're changing things up or like we're like no more either like yeah like don't spring it on them last minute, but either saying like no final four fire making or we're going to get a final two instead of a final three. I think like the variety would be nice. Um, but I think that survivor in general just runs into a continuous problem that like they come up with these twists like final three because the big players of that season get voted out right before the finale. So they put in more twists to prevent that from happening. When in reality, what ends up happening is those players that, you really enjoy because they are these big active game players just get voted out earlier than when they would initially intended. Like, I think that's something we see with a lot of these players that players are smart. Like we, we adapt to like the casting is rigorous. They know the casting smart people who know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. people can adapt to different, you know, stages of the game. So yeah, people are going to get voted out. Like it happened final two to three, three to four. Yeah. So if they add something new at final five, people get to go at six. So we'll see what happens. Honestly, Another change I think I would love that they made is make Isles expire at six, not five. Like give give it a I, round where it's guaranteed to be a vote out. Like you're a guaranteed like yeah. your social game needs to carry you. You should not be able to just idle 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 fire win. Like yeah. your social game needs to play a part I at some point. I agree. Yeah. Make make Isles expire at six. Um and yeah, because there's been there's been scenarios where like if people held on their idols until five, someone could just be defaulted out of the game. Keep it three yeah. idols in the game. Let them fire at six. So there's never a scenario where someone can be default eliminated like Sari did. But also there's a round that's guaranteed social game will have to carry you or your challenge performance, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is the core of the game. Um, yeah, I agree with that, honestly, because I feel like final five, it feels like particularly, I want to say crowded when you have somebody that wins immunity and also an idol that expires at mm-hmm. five. Um, and quite often we have seen players that just didn't have a reason to use an idol at five. And I think like the idea that you have an idol last idol last you till the end of the game is a little bit of an overhyped thing because I don't think it actually is reflective of that player's game. I think Marianne used it in I a really Marianne's the exception. way. Marianne yes. did it in an amazing way. Yes. She was the exception on this, but she had very specific circumstances happen where she was able to get like mike use his idol on her instead like she was able to flex like i had a plan even if he didn't do it but my social game carried me because i didn't need to like yes badass move love her yes but like that's marianne you all can't do it you cannot do what marianne did okay like you are not her (laughs) don't you stand where she stood she did her thing and leave it alone 
Yes. So do not steal what she did because you will not do it. No one will ever do it as well as her. I'm sorry. Like that is a one and done situation. I think we've outplayed, like we have gotten all the possible outcomes for somebody getting voted out at five with an idol where we've seen players use the idol often. The person that gets voted out was going to get voted out anyway, or the idol just kind of prevents the inevitable from happening. So I just think that like 42 was the best we could have gotten with an idol play at final five, leading to like the conclusions that happened at uh fine with the final tribal council performance as well. I think like that was the best we could get with that. And yeah, I agree. I think idols at six make more sense. Has there ever been a player? Has there ever been a player that has played an idol for someone and got voted out that same tribal council because i don't think that's been a thing in u.s survivor right where you play um, an idol for someone else but then you get voted out because you didn't play it on yourself i don't i think that's a think unique so. like had to happen in the u.s which i i want to happen one day which you know that'd be that'd be kind of funny <laughs> you know like you play for someone else and you get voted i know out at the same time. that would be my big fear that would be my a huge oh, fear that, of mine being like that I weighed want... on me it's like i was so scared of that like when yeah. I had Janine's idol, I was like, what if I what if I fuck up with this idol? And then you know I gave it away and fucked up even more with the idol. But anyways, um But it was like funny. That, that... It was yeah, it was it, was, it was entertaining. It was comical. It was... it was the fact that they waited until the next episode to actually explain what happened here was even funnier. Because when it oh, your vote yeah. out initially happened, my initial reaction was I it took me like a good 20 minutes after the episode to realize that like the reason Janine, like Janine's face was so shocked is because you left with her idol. Like that piece was not in my, my head. And then I was like, oh my God, like he let, oh my God, I completely realized, I just realized now like 30 minutes later, like he like wake up in the middle of my bed, like, oh my God, he left with her idol. Oh, and, and then we get like life. the grand reveal at the next episode, um, I think it was at the Boston Bryce and Wendell watch party at that time. Where yeah, because my boot episode that was yeah, because my boot episode was the uh, DC know it all. So I think Bryce and Wendell was oh. next week in Boston. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I remember because watching the episode live and everyone's like, they didn't show it. I was like, what do you mean they didn't show it? Like the the cast group chat was just like, they didn't show the idols. What do you mean they didn't show just yeah. that? Like it was pure confusion on our part. That was it a funny was week. good. It was really really good. And then carrying it over to. And you know how, like, the bar watch parties can be that, like, it's very crowded. So, and you're kind of, like, reading subtitles for the, uh, for your life there to, like, get an understanding of what's happening. You just see Jesse dangle the idol. I'm like, what the, what the fuck has happened right now? How do you get that? (laughs) I know, right? I'm like, wait a minute. What the, what happened? It was good, though. It was really good editing choice. I think Survivor 43 is often underrated with some of the editing choices they made on that season. Like, I think they had a lot of fun with how, uh, like, your, like, the idol, um, like, the list that they did with Owen, where Owen. he's talking, but, like, he wants, like, all of the, like, advantages in there. We got a little screenshot with Owen of, like, what his um picture would look like in the intro and stuff they did like a little like a little tease of an intro for 43 there with owen i just think like that was really fun i liked that a lot those are fun things yeah no i just had a little some fun with that at at times yeah they had some fun times there what are we oh yeah we got to talk about the final tribal itself don't we oh yeah yeah oh yeah so we have a so katora loses (laughs) final final four fire making (laughs) yeah which was terrible for me i hated it i would have hated any of these people going but again just like get rid of final four fire making and maybe i'll be more accepting and katora revealed she's a lawyer afterwards she did she did and i loved it cool moment though 
It was really funny. So when Julie got voted out, she told Katora to go to law school, um, which also plays into the fact that we had three lawyers and only Jake was actually open about him being a lawyer on this season. Um, and then Katora reveals that she's not just been to law school. She is a practicing civil rights lawyer, um, which we knew for a while. We got really good story about her. But yeah, so we got her being able to like re reveal that she actually is a lawyer, which I loved. I love that she had her moment. Um, and she is also our SIA recipient for this year, the big SIA recipient with getting $100,000 from SIA. And love then the that. other two were Caleb and Jake. I think this was like a good roundup of oh, yeah. players. Yeah. 100%. So good. Yeah. It was fun. I feel like you really can't go wrong with people in this cast. So I'm glad that like Katora got some love and recognition from Sia. I wasn't going to be bad with whatever choices were made here because this is honestly just a really solid cast. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we get our final three, which is D, Austin, and Jake. Um, honestly, like I was getting nervous going into Tribal Council because it felt like it felt very intense this year before we went in and got to see everybody but i love that they had the jury segments beforehand where we get to see like the little shots of everybody and they talk about kind of like it's it's a lot of general stuff to like talk about each player like as being a potential contender like but for yeah yeah but it's cool like, it's get nice a little moment yeah but i i have to tell you something dwight and maybe this is a a toxic survivor trait of me but so let me know if I'm wrong for thinking this, but I really miss rites of passage. Like oh, no, the final right. come. Yeah. I, miss that I really miss it. I I don't care if it eats into time for tribal council, if it eats into time for like some of the other things that happened this episode or for like during the finale episode. I really miss it. And I really wish that they brought it back, especially because like the finale eats into reunion time now so much. Like usually like it's technically supposed to be a two hour finale and a one hour reunion. And it's always like <laughs> two hours and 15 minutes for the finale. And then like a 45 minute with commercials reunion. Yeah. I'm not necessarily upset about that. Now. Yeah. It's just a three hour, three hour mishmash they'll, in there. They'll just edit like wherever like the ending message. is. Yeah. They can yeah. fit it in. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I miss Rice of Passage so much. It was, like, one of the things I really liked as a kid, like, going back and, like, hearing a little blurb uh, from each contestant of the season. And especially now that pre-merge is not at the reunion, like, the reunion episode that happens right after the vote. I think that – I think Rites of Passage should come back. If we're going to get anything back from this reunion – if you're going to take away a Final Four vote for me, at the very least <laughs> – Please just let me, for the love of God, see people. Yes, please let me have rites of passage back. I beg whatever Survivor production member is watching this right Remember now. Remember the pre-jury exists after the season ends. Please, <laughs> please. Because, like, I, especially with these new casts, I love the new era cast a lot. And, like, I think that the editing has improved. It's not perfect, but it's improved to mm. the point where we at least get little pieces of the pre-jury cast members um and some of them are big stars and i just think that like like i want to hear about sabaya's perspective on the game i want to hear brandon's like final words i want to hear like i want to hear from jamaya and sifu like i want to hear like what these players have to say just like 
uh it's like a little like inspirational moment like it's just nice i like i like when the seasons honor their contestants like this is the entire cast that makes up a fantastic season let's give them a right to rites of passage segment i i miss that a lot like the intros i'm so happy we got back now let's do rites of passage i'm just slowly but surely small victories yes slowly but surely still asking survivor production to bring back it's the little things it's the little thing you don't want to give them a car reward that's fine can you give us rites of passage please one's a bit more expensive than the other rites of passage basically free car yeah pricey yeah you know like rites of passage is genuinely less expensive than a car so i think that like that marginally. Could be a good, marginally like i don't know much about like the editing budget or what that would cost but probably less than a car hopefully how much do you have yeah. to editors? Like ten bucks an hour? Is that, is that editing? I mean, like, I is that the going rate nowadays? I don't, I don't know. I really <laughs> hope not. That sounds that sounds terrible. But <laughs> I, I guess, yes, I, they get paid more than that. I'm pretty sure. If you if production, you're was... watching this, you get paid more than that. Yeah, good for you. You're more. You're that, more than $10 tell us an hour. in the comments, please. Yeah, tell us your wages. Give us your <laughs> yes, tax returns, please. survivor editors, please. So, and if they're low enough, maybe you'll be a future Survivor 47 contestant. <laughs> Oh my god, I uh, I apologize, uh, but I was. It's okay. If the editors are watching this, hopefully I won't get an angry message on Instagram. It'll be fine. Maybe not. I don't think they, so. I think I think they blame me more than you. You know, like you're you're the kind survivor contestant gracing us with your presence on the show. I am the unhinged host that has no stake in the game and also just am like has never been I have on in the, the game? show. Yeah, I have no stake in the game. I'm done. I, I did my season. I'm free. You did. I can just talk. Do you ever do if you were selected for second chances, would you take would you go on? If you if were they, picked? if if big, big if if they even ask yeah. have my number. Yeah, I'd do it. Like yeah. yeah. I guess, like some people would say like it wouldn't, but I I would do it again. Why not? You know? Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you have a good story for it. I I would vote for you to go back on second chances. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, we'll see. Course. You know, maybe like in if they haven't lost my number in five years, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. So, listen, I know everybody keeps thinking like, okay, it's going to be like a lot of people thought 45 was going to be like a returnee season. And I guess it kind of was in a way, but there was just one returnee. And right. um, but I I think people are at this point probably expecting something big for survive for the 50th season, 50th. whether that yeah. that's actually going to happen. But I think of the themes that have been suggested for that, I think one of the big requests because survivor second chances last time was so popular um that i think a lot of people are thinking about you know you see the fan cast all the time of like who they would want for their second chances who they think would be like realistically on the ballot i think i think second chances seasons would be i think people uh, think 50 is going to be what new era all-stars or second chances or like there's a whole bunch of random things i've heard like those are all people so yeah yeah, i think i thought it was going to be 46 because i was like okay that's but i was surprised it wasn't uh because yeah you know just talking to friends being like y'all heard anything like you know because i know some of my friends are like yeah um so i was like tell me when you get called uh you know but i was like not 46 what do you mean Yeah. I do. I if I got to pick like what this new returnee, like what the new the next returnee season would be, presuming that we are going to get a returnee season, um, mm-hmm. I would want to do like new school versus old school, since that was kind of like a theme that they put into Winners at War, like a recurring 
thing in there. I think it would be cool to get like some of our like players, maybe players that have not returned five, six, ten times. Um, mm-hmm. get some of the more seasoned, like one-time players from the older seasons, because you know a lot of them would return. Oh, hundred percent. And, 100%. and yeah, also like and- the the this era what 36 to 39 like that yeah little era is like not new era but they never had a true return each chance I, like I, this, yeah like david goliath is like untapped potential yeah for a second chance of and uh, that whole cast just, yeah. just grab like five of them yeah and i think that like i think we could even include like the 30s into like the new school-esque era i know survivor 40s is kind of its own thing but yeah. I think that, like, I think it's not unreasonable to do something like new school versus old school with, like, if they want to stick with 18, like, nine players from, like, season 25 and earlier, and then, like, season 26 onward, we get a handful of people from, like, new school or newer school era, I should say. But I feel like there's a way to break that up. And there would definitely be people that have not played again that would do it in a heartbeat like have the bag packed ready just in case they get a call like the moment they call being like oh you want me there tomorrow i got you no there'd be some for yes and like that'd be amazing 100 percent. and those those playing playing for something you know like they don't have a like i think there's some players who have like a little legacy to uphold they're like afraid to go back but they'll just play their hearts out that's more fun to watch people play their hearts yeah you know that's always fun yeah and i think that we've seen some instances of like relatively old school era players have really incredible returns. So like, I know Tina was voted out first in all stars, but her run on blood versus water was really, really impressive. So good. Um, almost two time winner. Jervis. Yeah. Almost a two, almost her. She would have been our second two time winner that oh, mm-hmm. I would have loved that. But, um, um, obviously like, uh, Sandra, who was like, probably, you know, her second time returning from season seven to season 20, she won her second time on that season. Jervis made it to final three going from season one to season. Uh, what was, it was 26 20, or uh, 28. Uh, hold on. No, 20. hold on. Let me see. Yeah. That's a good point. Oh God. No, not Tyler blood. Which one was this? I think it might have been 27. 27. Wait. Was yeah, 27. Really? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, from season one to 27 and going from someone that was part of the tribe to literally the name Pagan. They are the first Paganing in Survivor history to being <laughs> a finalist in Blood versus Water and a very dominant alliance. I think, like, that is really impressive. So, I think, like... If people want to return and they're from older seasons, let them. I want to see them. Like, yeah. Like, where is Rory Freeman's return? I (laughs) am once again asking the general audience, where where is Rory Freeman's spot in the returnee list? And like, start the campaign now. Oh my god! Start messaging. Just start messaging the casting producers. You know, like they'll they'll respond to you 100. Right? Like, they'll respond. They read all the messages they get, right? I believe. I believe so. I think I think they've been waiting for me to send, like, this is who I believe you should have on uh, Survivor Second Chances. Right. Um, yeah. I'll, you I'll know, send you all of their contact info. You message thank them. Thank you. Don't tell them I gave it to you, of course. No, I won't. You know, we'll cut this part me. out. I promise. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah please no one ever like don't 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 harass any producers by the way this is a serious note no nope. message them 
Do yeah, no, on a serious, yeah, no, seriously, though, do not harass survivor players or production members because that is never a cute thing to do. And also, I don't care how big of a super fan you are, you are not entitled to harass people, even if you don't like their game. The, the, the casting article that they released before 45 saying how D got cast of like messing yeah. this Tannenbaum. My, I was so surprised they, they, like, what in the world? How'd that work for her? Oh my god. Well, I mean, it's D. I get it. I get it's it. D. You get it. I was just like, yes. you, you have people just tag this man on random stuff till they saw your video? That is bold. I know. That... I would I would never be so bold only because I, I would... feel like I would get blocked. I oh, would no, get same. blocked I would, I would get blocked. I'd be like, nope, they, they, they block me for that. So Yeah. That's but I am not D. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, D, I, it, she won a million dollars, so clearly she has yeah. something that I don't. Do she had, you know, she has that certain something that I do not possess because I would not be DMing any of the casting producers. I feel like I would get blocked very quickly. Same. But, I'd be like, I. It's like, yes. oh, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't respond. Okay, cool. Anyway, okay. moving on. Well, I tried. Yes, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I did my well, best. I'd be like, did you send in a casting tape? In a way, yes, I have. <laughs> and... <laughs> that would oh be bad. God. Oh my god, no, but. Yes, never, never harass production or survivor players. Like, what is no, wrong anyone, with you yeah, if you just, do that? It's insane. Like, some of the cast members that always get like you know, messages after season. Don't do that. Don't be that kind yeah. of person. Yeah, please. It's just, just it feels very off. Like, you're not entitled to people playing the game you think they should play, and also you just shouldn't be harassing people, whether it's online or otherwise. So just don't do that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. always so strange to see online, but. I feel like yeah. hopefully people are getting better and not doing that, you know, but it's. Some... I would like to think so. I'm not super optimistic about that, but I, I think anytime we can say, don't do that. Um, we should, because you again, should. don't do that. Right. But, oh yeah. So we had a final three. And that, yeah, I, the final tribal, yeah, it happened. Had, oh my God. It's so crazy. It happened. I liked this final tribal a lot. I thought that it, even though I think D was like, I, I think she came away from the final tribal council as like the clear winner of the final tribal council segment here, especially mm -hmm. once we got to the end. I think that for a while I was just like, I wanted to shake her through the screen. It was like, D, tell them everything that you've done. Like you are being way too modest here. And I was getting nervous because like she was going in when she needed to and like defending her actions and everything, which I thought was great. But I just wanted to be like, D, like, what about all of these great things you did throughout the season? Like, tell them, tell them. And she finally did. So I like rest assured I was okay. But also like I was nervous for a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, it was like, a, okay, D, you have this. You have the million. The, the, your name's on the check. Please mm -hmm. just reach out and grab it right now. But yeah, she did. Also, was it Emily kind of gave her a layup with the question was it yes it was emily, right? oh my emily was the star i know a lot of people wanted emily to be in the finale and i think that would have been quite the television experience to have emily as a finalist but she was also a fantastic juror Amazing and juror. yeah she was incredible she was not afraid to we saw we saw premiere emily here and i mean that in the best way she was not afraid to call people out when they said things that she did not agree with. She was speaking up and really helping like who she wanted to see win, win, but she was doing it in a way that was like, I don't want to say it wasn't obvious because I felt like I could see what she was doing there. But I think that she was like, she really wanted to get to the truth of the matter here. So it was really like investigator, Emily, just like tied up as a juror. And mm -hmm. I loved it. She was great. 
so good. And at the end, is there any like major question I have? It was no, it was mostly just Bruce didn't get a question shown. I'm like, okay, let's everyone knows. Yes. Final Final Tribal lasts a long time. Bruce got to speak in Final Tribal. Let me be clear to everybody. Yeah. He didn't get silenced for hours. Final Tribal lasts or for a few hours, if I recall. I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know. Uh from what I heard, lasts for like a good good bit of time. I yeah, so. I believe Kendra – so someone had said – again, someone was being an ass to Kendra because she voted for Austin. Or, like, they were saying – and they were saying that, um, oh, they didn't let Jake speak much. And Jake kind of, like, his presence from what we saw kind of, like, faded out to, like, at the end of it where it became clear that it was really going to be a vote between D and Austin here. But um, Kendra did put out a tweet that I saw earlier that their tribal council, at least their final tribal council, was about three hours long and that they gave a lot of equal screen time to or a lot of equal um, speaking time, I should say, to the three finalists. We just as the viewers see Jake's tribal council kind of like fizzle out towards the end because he was the zero finalist of that season. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they really wanted to focus, I think, on it being between D and Austin. Um, so which and I think that makes sense for what the episode was because uh D did end up winning against Austin in a five to three vote tier. Um, and even if it had ended up being a tie, Jake had said that um if he had to be the tie breaking vote that he would have voted for D as well. So D um is the overarching winner she's like she won she is the sole survivor and i yes. think that this is a winner that you know i i do like surprise winners but i'm really glad here we did not get a surprise winner because i think that d had a really solid game throughout and that's not often awarded to women the same way that it's awarded to men in the season especially so it was women of color yes especially women of color i believe uh actually something that i realized maybe a week ago or something now with D's win, we have now in five seasons of from survivor 41 to 45, we have, oh wait. Yeah. To 45. Right. We have now doubled the amount of women of color winners that we have had in survivor because um, we used to have, it's four. If you count Sandra twice, Vesepia and Natalie Anderson, those were three women um, winners of color. And now we can add Erica, Marianne, and now Dee to that roster. So we have gone from three to six in five seasons, which and I think this is, is incredible. why this is why people fought for the casting diversity initiatives. That's yes. why this happened. Y'all need to understand. If you don't understand why this happened, this is why people yes. need equal opportunity in this game. And that's what has happened. Now you have so many more people of color winning this game, women of color winning this game, which they could not do so before with yes. that same chance. So and, so and we also had in Survivor 44, we had our first winner from Puerto Rico. We had mm -hmm. our first final two. That was um, our first like first place and runner up. Both had the uh, English was not their first language. I believe was the mm -hmm. fact about that that they were both native Spanish speakers which I think is also incredible Amazing. and something yeah. that is not often highlighted in here, but in like survivor diversity, and there's always going to be more space for ways that the show can be even more diverse beyond mm -hmm. race, um, gender, sexuality, things like that. But I am really happy that we are able to see the results of the survivor diversity campaign really play through. I think we've had really interesting group of winners in these past five seasons and showing like the more opportunities that have been given 
two players of color. We have a way more diverse cast and we are seeing the benefits of it. Not just, we can't guarantee that like every player that we like is going to make it to the end, but we also are guaranteeing that people are likely to see more of themselves in the, in survivor in general. I think that's something that was very rare as we were younger watching this show. And that's going to get more people to apply, like seeing people that can represent themselves. Like having, having more representation will, create more representation in the casting pool, which creates even better opportunities for people mm-hmm. and better characters to be on the show. It's just a cascading effect. So this is like Agreed. the best change Survivor could have made is this. Yes. And just CBS in general, making this casting initiative, diversity initiative. Uh, so honestly, there's so yeah. much praise to go to the Survivor diversity ca- campaign for like pushing for this until it happened. And like genuinely so much praise. Yes. Them. Exactly. And a special thanks out, especially to the Black Survivor alum of um, prior to season 40. Well, I guess prior to season 41, um, because during the pandemic, they were the players really talking with production, sharing their experiences, which were not always great in the time that they played the show. I I remember watching that. Yeah, the roundtables. Yep. Watch all that. This is before I even No, This is after the first time I applied because I applied for the first time. It was during 3940. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching all this. I was like, okay, this is r- really, really further, like, solidify my resolve to get on the show, you know? Yeah. Uh, so and I think what kind of work they've done. Yeah. And for me personally, these are players that, like, uh, I think anyone that, you know, knows me knows I'm a huge Survivor Fiji fan in particular because of the final three that we got there and what they went through. So for me, it was really powerful to see players like Earl and Dreams and Cassandra really talk about their experiences as well and how often underappreciated they were as players, but also as their season as a whole was. Um, And we see instances like that with other players as well. And, you know, just like want to give them thanks for sharing their experiences. But beyond them talking about that, just me growing up seeing Black Survivor players play and often being only one of two if only maybe even the only person on their cast yeah that it means a lot to me and i'm sure it meant a lot to you as well dwight that we were able to like see those players persevere and grow up even as we grew up even if we weren't even if they didn't win even if they didn't even make jury or like make it like far into the game i think there's something really appreciative about seeing these players put themselves out there even if they didn't make it far even knowing that they were probably going to only be the one, the, the, the only one black at a person. Massive advantage. Yeah, yes. no one out and did that. No, yeah, super yeah. commendable. So yeah, so we love them. We love them yes. all. And um, I do want to like before we close out for today. Congratulations to D. I think it was a very well deserved win. I was so happy that she won. Uh, she was the player I was really rooting for going into the finale, and I'm really happy to see to see that her hard work did pay off here. Her, her DMing, her DMing Jesse to get on. (laughs) Million dollar DMs. I'm upset. I'm obsessed with it, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, I'm so glad that she won. This was a fantastic season. Um, Dwight, we have to discuss who do you think was our episode MVP? It's a kind of easier when it's the finale, but I would like to hear, hear your thoughts. Officially. I'm going to say D is the MVP of this finale. You know, she yes. won that final immunity to get herself to the end. She survived that final five vote, uh, which could have been disastrous for her. And then she ended up mm-hmm. solidifying that and making it into a million dollars. So I would say D. Mm-hmm. And just as an aside, I would say your MVP goes to Emily for facilitating a really good final travel council. I also agree. I think your MVP 
Definitely Emily. She was great. Her final, her voting confessional, voting for D, was also <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Just saying, do not spend money on this man. I I was obsessed. I was a true Emily believer at that moment. Like that was that was great. And then um just also again, Bello not keeping it together. I love all of you so much. Just like please continue being you. It, it was yes. such a great tribe. Such a great season. We rocked out. This season was amazing. So um good. I'm so happy that we got this in the new era. We saw a bit of the 46 preview. It was weird. It was a that weird That was a preview. different preview for sure. I, I... Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it personally, but I mean, I'll not the preview going to show us something like, okay, I take it back. 45 shows the auction. So I was like, oh my God, the yeah. auction's back. Yes. Uh, so yeah, 46 is just like a here. They exist. We, we've seen their faces. Yes. So we totally haven't seen them before on Inside Survivor. We haven't seen the casting. No, movie. no. Nope. I had no these idea who any of these people were beforehand. Crazy. It was don't just... check my Instagram follows, please. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> don't know them. <laughs> So I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of weird that we were seeing people's audition videos, and I'm kind of curious as to why that was because we usually see most of the stuff from the island. The game. I mean, I think, yeah. I mean, casting videos, people are a lot more, I think, vulnerable sometimes just to talk about who yeah. they are because, one, if they're getting cast, they need to be very open with casting about it. And two, I don't think they assumed it would make the air. Because uh, yeah. I know I said things in my casting video that I didn't want making. I was talking about some very personal stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that that's fair game. Good to know. Thank God yep. in there." Um, yep. But for them, you know, like nothing was out there scandalous or whatever. So yeah, good. just in this introduction had some good lines. Who was it? Um, Tevin. The, I was sure if I could say his name because <laughs> I was like, "Did they show you? Did they show their names?" But yeah, Tevin's quote of uh, what? Stay positive. Stay positive. Yes, obsessed <laughs> with him. Love that already. <laughs> I think we often get stars of the previews, like people that are just automatically the stars of like what we're seeing. I think obviously Brandon had a lot of friends that were already very excited to see him. So I would say he was the star of the 45 premiere. I would say Jam Jam was the star of um, 44's premiere. Um, so I think that like Tevin was definitely tef definitely the star of the 46 premiere. If that's his name. We don't know his name. Survivor hasn't told us. Oh, yeah, you're right. Survivor hasn't told us. <laughs> but we don't, it, that random guy. I'm giving him a random name, and his name is Tevin. Yes. Uh, let's, let's try Kevin. You know, surely that's a good you know, it's a random name of Kevin. I think that, right? yes, Kevin. We love Kevin. Kevin is great. <laughs> giving him lot, giving him lots of love. Um, so yes, he was definitely the star of the the preview. I would say it was definitely interesting. I yeah. I'm excited to see where this season goes. Um, I almost think maybe they did it to avoid like any spoilers because I know with 42 we were able to determine a lot of the early yeah boots from I, I the clips that. that they showed. Yep, yeah, I remember that because I was like, wait a minute, were you cast already when that happened? Like, when did you guys fly out for? Were so, you in the middle of 42 or was 42 done? We flew out right after Chanel's, right before after Chanel's boot. Um, oh, 42. my God. Okay. So, yeah, no. And, I mean, I think I've talked about this before, but I was looking up every damn thing. I was looking up spoiler 42. I was like, I want to know what happens. I want to know the twist. I want to yes. know everything. So, I'm prepared. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I was looking at, you know, the, the good old dark deep web of survivors yes. and yeah people were really putting things together for off of like previews and commercials so i think this yeah. is like a way of avoiding that which honestly i get it because it can be hard to go through things like a fine tooth comb making sure oh this one image is gonna reveal everything about like the next five weeks which yeah it's happened before it has so, it had i even in um when they did 
what was it? Um, there's been a couple instances in Survivor's Past where like the intros gave away, like the Survivor intros, where it was like one of the players was completing a challenge in like a merge buff, so you knew that that player made merge just from the yeah. intro. Like there are oh, different. Yeah. I was re- during my season, you know, like Portie goes through because I'm I, already, I was there. I know what's gonna happen, so I'm not gonna spoil yeah. myself. But people be like, in the next time on Survivor preview, they showed this one frame and someone wasn't wearing the immunity necklace. So that means this person yes. won. I'm just like, could y'all calm down and watch I the don't... show? That, Enjoy that it. That is impressive. Yes. <laughs> so that part <laughs> was impressive because I would never, for the life of me, have like picked up on that if I wasn't like actively looking for things. But yeah, stuff like that, I would never. Yeah. So honestly, I would never I... pick out myself. Pardon me, I get it why they do the preview like this. Just it, There's no risk. You're just showing their faces. Cool. Also, they probably have nothing new to show. Like, the auction 45 was, like, a big hype moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 46, they probably they probably reused something similar again. Um, now, this, this season's 90 minutes, right? But I don't think, if I recall, it wasn't filmed with 90 minutes in mind like 45 was. Okay. Um, if, I, if I remember correctly. I think that was said somewhere. But, yeah, this okay, one's Okay, that'll filmed. be interesting to see. Which I'm kind of intrigued for because, you know, like 45, they filled in with twists. Like they had more journeys, like the more intricate journeys, they had the more intricate like auction. So 46 isn't filmed with that in mind. Does that mean we're getting more camp life by default? Which, oh God, I hope so. I like, I was like, that when I heard, I was like, that's a positive. And I was like, that's great. You get to show more of what's naturally happening. Um, Yeah, I am kind of hoping they. I, again, I am not on production, so I can't control what they do. Um, they will receive. They will be receiving my second chance list um, very soon. <laughs> I promise you all that. But no, the. Um, I kind of hope so because, like the, I hope they're kind of listening to the fact that like the things we like from this season are largely like camp life and getting to know the dynamics between players and not necessarily yeah. like advantage journeys and people losing votes or being able to regain votes and rewards. You know, like there are certain things I would just like to see come back that or like see more of that are not advantages, idols, the works. Yeah, I think and like I said, they're learning. Like every cycle, they learn new things. So, like 46, they'll probably take some more lessons from, you know, our cycle and also for, maybe 45 itself. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll see. Like the idols, I think, is the biggest thing of like 41, 42, the idols of what you have to depend on someone else to do a task. Like that, that sucked. The whole like someone else has to find their idol on a different beach to get your idol back. So, I think yeah. 43 improved of like you can do it yourself. And this one's even better. You can do it yourself. And there's risk like with the voting thing. Like they added more layers to it. I'm not sure if the. I will say the birdcage is the best thing you've done with idols, in my opinion. Birdcage is amazing. Oh, the birdcage bird was so birdcage is my bird... favorite of any of the idol twists in the new era. I uh, would say the only thing that was better than the birdcage for me was, and but also this could only really happen once was the um the candle idol that Sabaya had. I think that was fantastic. That, that is a funny. That's a funny one. Yeah. Yes. I think, that's hilarious. That's objectively hilarious. It was such a good tribal. But yeah, I, I love Birdcage just because it gets everyone involved. And yes. way, like the, the other ones you have to find. Well, you have to find something for the Birdcage anyways, but like it's still there. You can kind of like, you know, play around it, scout it out, have someone like always watching in a way. Or like there's something, you're always involved. The other mm-hmm. ones like you find it and then you get the task. The the key Birdcage is like you can have someone just camp that thing if you really wanted to. Just scare them. You know, yeah. everyone's involved in the beginning and they know what it's about. Um, yeah. Kind of like that the most. Um, so hopefully it's something like that in the future. I think it's I think it's something they could bring back as is. Just... I think they could bring back the birdcage and really not change too much about it. the only thing I would change, I hated that they had the fake a idol. fake idol with it. Yeah. The con- the constru- the human constructed fake idol. Like how yeah. are you gonna know how are you gonna know a co- coin is fake? Like yeah. 
you, you can't exactly. play around that. It was just, yeah. I'm. I. I think if you can make your own fake idol, then bravo to you. But that shouldn't be like in a part of the game, like a part of yeah. the game that production makes. Like let the um, like let the players let make. the players innovate that. Yeah. yeah. Pull them. Let them pull themselves up by their bootstraps and make their own damn <laughs> fake idols. Yes. So many handouts in New Survivor. Fake idols for yes. everybody. So, fake idol. You just have your fake idol made for you instead. Back no, in my people... day, I had to make that blood, sweat, and tears. Yes. With, with the bees and leaves I found on this island. Back in your... Honestly, I did the... Uh, Cody collecting the bees. People on 43 collecting the bees. The bees. From, yeah, the bees from people's bags for... That, that was... was an, that was entertaining. I that don't was... know if I would ever recommend they do that again, but the... People that found it and how they executed it was very funny to me. Uh, yeah, no, that was good. I, I wish they gave NECA more credit for that. And NECA sw- swept our beads so fast. Yes. Oh, my God. It was like Cody found out like an hour before survival. And NECA yes. was like on it and got like, oh, my God. She's amazing. She, oh, I wish she my had God. credit for that in, in the edit. I think she get good credit for it, though. But it was I, I think she could have. I think they could have gotten more. They could have given her more credit for that, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah I, but yeah, like I, said, I would have given her my firstborn child at that point. Being like, yes, Neca, take everything I own. Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very fair. Very fair. All right, Dwight. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I said of this course. will probably last like an hour, and it's an hour. From <laughs> hour forty. So. It's fine. I apologize. I'm glad we didn't have a hard stop time, though. So no, that worked not, out great. Love, love talking to you. Oh, my God. So much Yes, fun. of course. You're always welcome on. Um, I'm sure we will be having a rematch soon for oh, uh, Survivor Troop. Yes, it will happen. You know it. But until then, where can people follow you? And is there anything that you would like to promote? Uh, wait. Twitter is Dwight Moore underscore junior. Instagram is uh, – uh, I don't really use Instagram. I think it's Dwight more junior but there's dots in between everything oh i should really know my instagram handle better you can see my social media is not my best skill i just (laughs) i'm not i'm not online person which you would think i am because i work in tech and am 20 something years old anyways yeah mainly just use twitter dwight more underscore junior and then nothing i'm really promoting i'm just kind of existing i'm not yeah you know it's yeah we're doing great we're we're here We're, we're thriving yes We'll be starting the second chances ballot pronto. I'm excited. Surely, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll get yes. right on that. <laughs> yes. All right. And you can follow, see, Dwight, not to brag, but I have changed all my handles to be the exact same thing because <laughs> I ran into the same problem with uh, telling people where to follow me. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all of my reality TV shenanigans and otherwise. Um, Here on Silent Podcast, I am doing my – we are at the end of I Don't Know About That, at least for now. I'm hoping we get some fun projects done in the offseason, so more on that. And we will have a new episode of Slosh Survivor coming very soon, which is our combination of drunk history and survivor history, all into one beautiful little inebriated podcast. It's a lot of fun. And then over on Inside Survivor, I am doing our weekly roundup. We have one weekly roundup left for Survivor 45 with my good friend Christine Palin. And I'm hoping to get some new articles out for Inside Survivor in the near future. So please keep an eye out for that as well. A lot of promises right now, but I'm sure it will come to fruition in some form. And then finally, of course, as this is a Survivor podcast and we were talking about it already, please follow the Survivor Diversity campaign on Twitter at Surf Diversity. That's at S-U-R-V Diversity. 
Thank you all for listening to this podcast and for joining us on a really amazing season with Survivor 45. Congrats to Dee for her win and the cast of Survivor 45 for a fantastic season. And we will have more for you very, very soon. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.